0: mm Spooky fam, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Morbid Curiosity, a paranormal and true crime podcast. This is your host, Haley. I will be taking you through some of the most morbid, heinous, and shocking crimes, plus the paranormal, as you join me bi weekly to cure your morbid curiosity. Make sure to join me on the Facebook group to join other listeners for announcements, to leave case suggestions, talk with other spooky listeners, and see photos related to the cases that I cover. If you enjoy the podcast, you do have an option now to support me for a monthly fee of $0.99, $4.99, or if you really love me, $9.99. Although not mandatory to listen to this podcast, it is greatly appreciated and I do appreciate the ones already donating. I hope you enjoy the podcast and don't forget to leave a review if you enjoy it on the platform you listen on. Thank you for all the support and being a part of the Spooky Fam. Hey everyone i am back again one day i will stop saying that i swear but for now i have episode 44 which is going to be murders of Tylee ryan and jj Vallow. sources are wikipedia watchmojo independent.co.uk maybe a news outlet or two pretty much just you know all kind of variety of sources those are the major three that we use to compile a script today. So, other than that, I hope you are tuning in from episode 43. I hope you enjoyed episode 43. I know there's been quite a wait for an episode 44, and yet again, I do apologize, but I've been busy. But, it's cool. So, we're back with 44. I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope you guys had a great holiday with your families, with your loved ones, your kids, etc., um, and I can't wait to share more episodes with you guys. So, let's dive on in with episode 44. Tylee Ashland Ryan and Joshua Jackson, aka J.J. Vallow, were just two American children from Chandler, Arizona, who disappeared in September 2019. Later being found buried in shallow graves in Rexburg, Idaho, on June 9, 2020. Kylie was last seen alive at Yellowstone National Park on September 8, 2019, while her younger, adopted brother, JJ, was last seen alive on September 22, 2019. This is their story. Let's start our story off with some background chad guy daybell born august 11 1968 in provo utah he married tamara aka tammy douglas who was born may 4th 1970. he graduated from brigham young university or byu in 1992 with a bachelor's degree in journalism and worked for a time as a copy editor for a daily newspaper At various times during and after his studies, he supported himself by working as a cemetery saxon or gravedigger. His first religious-themed fiction book, An Errand for Emma, was published in 1999. Chad eventually left his job at the cemetery to focus on his writing. In 2001, he published One Foot in the Grave, a non-fiction book which chronicled his experiences working in cemeteries. In 2004, he founded Spring Creek Book Company, which he used to self-publish his beliefs regarding end times and other religious books. His partner in this venture was a man identified in media only by the name Douglas, a graphic artist and manager. Chad then published dozens of fiction and non-fiction books aimed at a Latter-day Saint audience. His novels often depicted apocalyptic situations and dystopian futures and featured characters based on his own family. He claimed that he had two near-death experiences, which allowed him to receive supernatural visions. He commented, quote, I don't fictionalize any of the events portrayed in my books. I'm really not that creative. My torn veil allows information to be downloaded into my brain from the other side. The scenes I am shown are real events that will happen. Chad and Tammy then went on to have five children, Garth, Emma, Seth, Leah, and Mark. By the end of the 2000s, they faced financial problems. At that time, Chad's publishing business guaranteed an annual income of approximately $2,000. Both him and Tammy had to work part-time to supplement that income, with his being employed again as a cemetery sexton. Eventually, he salvaged his company and found an audience among people concerned by the Second Coming of Christ. He published several other authors, notably end-of-days clairvoyant Julie Rowe. Susan Freeman, another author published by Chad, later said that his religious views had radicalized during 2010 that his books had become less focused on Latter-day Saint teachings and that he had stopped working with him after becoming convinced that his beliefs about the coming apocalypse were dangerous. In 2015, Chad claimed he heard a voice telling him to relocate to Rexburg, Idaho, where he and Tammy moved there from Springville that June. Moving on to Lori Vallow Daybell and her background story, She was also referred to as Lori Vallow Daybell or Lori Ryan Daybell, but she was born Lori Noreen Cox, born June 26, 1973 in California, where she was raised in a devout Mormon family with her four siblings. She was a cheerleader at Eisenhower High School in Ralto, where she was regarded smart, funny, and popular. After graduating, Lori tied the knot with her high school boyfriend, Nelson Yates, in 1992, much to her family's dismay, though the union didn't last long. While living in Texas, she then remarried to William. Lagonia in October 1995, and her eldest son, Colby, was born the very next year. They divorced in 1998, and in 2001, she wed Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr., where he adopted Colby, and a year later, their daughter, Tylee Ashland Ryan, was born. During this time, she competed in the Miss Texas Beauty Pageant and made an appearance on Wheel of Fortune. After years in a rocky relationship, the two divorced in May 2005. In February 2006, Lori and husband number four, Leland Charles Anthony Vallow, tied the knot in Las Vegas. Though he grew up Catholic, Charles converted to Lori's faith, joining the Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints, or LDS. He also had children from his past marriage, and together they adopted Charles's biological young nephew, Joshua Jackson, a.k.a. J.J. In 2014, Charles and Lori headed to Hawaii with Tylee and JJ before getting settled back into Arizona in the late 2016. Around 2015, Lori became interested in Chad's Standing in Holy Places series of books. The Vallow family moved back to Arizona in 2016, and in the fall of 2018, that's when Lori met Chad for the very first time at a Preparing a People event. Chad claimed to her that they had been married in seven previous lifetimes. They started communicating privately afterwards. After the initial meeting, Lori's husband went on a business trip, giving her the opportunity to hold a small overnight gathering at her home. Chad and Melanie Gibb were among the attendees, with Chad captivating Lori and the group by sharing his unique religious beliefs. He claimed to have lived 31 total different lives on different planets and categorized people as light or dark, based on their affiliation with Jesus Christ or Satan. Chad referred to Lori as an internal being of 21 separate lives, five of which coincided with his own experiences on Earth. This belief system fascinated Lori, leading her to develop a strong attachment to Chad and his teachings. On December 5, 2018, they appeared together on the Preparing a People podcast episode, Time to Warrior Up. Chad later stayed at the Vallow Residence in Arizona. They shared a well-documented obsession with certain Mormon-influenced apocalyptic beliefs, which Chad discussed in numerous books and podcasts. Melanie Boudreau, who is Lori's niece, reportedly shares these beliefs as well. According to a 2020 affidavit, their beliefs extended to a belief in zombies. They reportedly told close friend Melanie Gibb, who then attended that, meeting earlier on at Lori's house, that they belonged to the Church of the Firstborn, a fundamentalistic Mormon group that is often identified as a doomsday cult. By February 2019, according to Charles, he found Lori and the kids gone when he returned home from a business trip, days before she'd canceled his returning flight and drained their shared bank account. He told police that Lori believed she was a godsend to gather about 144,000 people for the second coming, which she stated would be in July 2020. She also believed Charles was an evil spirit and threatened to kill him if he interfered with her, quote, mission. Lori also informed him that she no longer cared about him or JJ. She claimed to be the reincarnated wife of Joseph Smith and vanished for 58 days total. Though Charles pleaded with police to have her committed to a mental health facility, officers determined she posed no threat. She was later medically cleared at Community Bridges. On February 8, Charles filed for divorce, citing threats to his life as well as the theft of $35,000 from that joint shared bank account and his truck. He sought a protective order against Lori at the advice of his attorney. He continued to warn police and the Cox family about his estranged wife's concerning state of mind, fearing for the safety of their children. On July 11, 2019, Charles went to Lori's home in Chandler, Arizona, to pick up their son, JJ. There was reportedly an altercation prompting Alex to shoot his brother-in-law twice in the chest in alleged self-defense. Police noted that Lori, who'd just returned home after taking JJ to school, was in oddly high spirits despite her husband's death. In late August and early September, she and her family moved to Rexburg, Idaho. She'd relocate to be with Chad, even though he was still married at the time. Before Charles' death, his attorney stated that he had been primarily concerned for J.J.'s safety and well-being as he needed a consistent routine due to his special needs, as J.J. was autistic. Charles was also concerned for Tylee, but he was unable to include her in the filings as she was not his biological daughter. Nor had he filed to legally adopt her, and thus he had no legal standing about her. He withdrew the petition one month later, saying he would, quote, "...wanted to try to make the marriage work." On October 19, Tamara, aka Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife of nearly 30 years, was found dead in their Salem, Idaho home. It was determined that she passed away due to natural causes, however, a little over a week prior, she reportedly saw an unknown assailant who tried to shoot her with a paintball gun outside of her home. The perpetrator was never identified. Oddly enough, Chad did not want to have an autopsy done. Chad claimed that she had retired the previous night with, quote, a terrible cough and died in her sleep. Her body was not autopsied initially due to his refusal and the coroner's acceptance of his decision. However, two months later, her body was exhumed and examined. The autopsy results came back completed by February 2021, and they were publicly revealed in April 2023 during Lori's trial. It was determined that Tammy had been asphyxiated by someone else. Shortly after, the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office announced that they would be handling the case going forward. In a subsequent interview, one of Tammy and Chad's children, Emma, said that her family had not been contacted regarding the results of her mother's autopsy. According to police reports, Chad had received $430,000 in life insurance payouts after Tammy's death. Alex Cox also died on December 12, 2019. His death was attributed to blood clots and high blood pressure. Now comes the disappearance of Tylee and JJ. Tylee was last seen on September 8, 2019 at Yellowstone National Park with her brother JJ, her mother Lori, and her uncle Alex Cox. On September 23, 2019, a doorbell video captured JJ playing with a friend and the last known footage of him. His final confirmed sighting was at the Rexburg Kennedy Elementary School. The next day on September 24th, Lori contacted the school to inform them that she was withdrawing him from classes to homeschool him and that their services were no longer needed. In October 2019, two Venmo payments were made from Tylee's account to her older half-brother Colby Ryan, with love expressing messages attached, which was the last time Colby had ever heard from Tylee. When he expressed concern towards Tylee via text message, he received responses from her cell phone indicating that she was safe but way too busy to talk. After repeated calls to Tylee that went unanswered, Colby became extremely worried. Authorities focused on a storage locker in Rexburg that was rented by Lori in October 2019. They discovered belongings linked to Tylee and JJ, including clothing, bikes, and photographs. These items had been left behind when Lori abruptly left Rexburg in late November in 2019. Video footage captured Lori and her brother, Alex Cox, moving items to and from the locker before her departure. On November 5th, 2019, mere weeks after his wife died, not yet known by others to be a killing, Chad married Lori in Hawaii. And two months after Tylee and JJ were murdered or missing, also a fact not known by others yet, who did not know that the children were even missing yet. The couple resided in a gated community in Kauai and reportedly lived off the money Chad had received from his wife's life insurance. During this time, they falsely told others that Tylee had died in 2017 and that Lori had no minor children. Friends and family said that Lori's belief became darker and darker, and she often accused people of becoming zombies or being zombies, including both of her children. The last time JJ's grandparents, Larry and Kay Woodcock, spoke with him was August 10th. Desperate for answers, Kay contacted Rexburg Police Department to look into the whereabouts of her grandchildren. On November 26th, officers conducted a welfare check at Lori's home and she claimed that JJ was just with a friend in Arizona, Melanie Gibb, who co-hosted a radical religious podcast with Lori. Now however, of course, they followed up on it and when they contacted her, she stated that JJ had not been with her for several months. She also claimed that Tylee was attending the nearby Brigham Young University, and that night a neighbor observed Lori and Alex packing a truck outside of her home. The following day, when the police and FBI arrived to search the house via a search warrant, it was totally abandoned. They left. Chad's home was also searched by investigators. Melanie eventually contacted the police revealing that both Lori and Chad had asked her to lie about J.J.'s location, but she had refused. Police efforts to locate J.J. led to the discovery that Tylee was also missing, finally announcing on December 21st that the children were officially missing children. From December 2019 to January 2020, law enforcement agencies intensified their investigation into the disappearances of both Tylee and J.J as well as Tammy's death and Chad and Lori's sudden departure from Idaho. Colby, along with the grandparents, pleaded with the Daybells to return the children, even offering $20,000 as a reward. Investigators expressed concern for the children's safety, asserting that they were not with Chad and Lori and that Lori had absolutely refused to cooperate with the investigation, opting to leave the state with Chad instead. Their lawyer issued statements diverting attention from their crimes stating that, quote, Chad Daybell was a loving husband and he has the support of his children in this matter. He also added that Lori was a devoted mother who resents assertions to the contrary. The lawyer further misdirected by expressing the intentions of, quote, addressing the allegations once they have moved beyond speculation and rumor. In December, Tammy's body was exhumed from the Utah cemetery. Her death was ultimately ruled as suspicious. Chad and Lori would eventually become persons of interest. The next day, in a strange turn of events, Alex Cox was found unconscious in Gilbert, Arizona, by the son of his new wife. His sudden passing was attributed to blood clots and his blood pressure, like stated earlier. By December 20th, police were formally investigating the fact that Tylee and JJ were officially missing. Lori and Chad weren't seen for months until January 25th, 2020, on the hawaiian island of kauai lori was served with a court order to deliver the children to authorities in five days which obviously she failed to do so later on the children were both discovered it took four hours for Ada county chief forensic pathologist garth warren to examine the body of seven-year-old j.j vallow on june 11 2020 for his sister, 16-year-old Tylie Ryan, it took almost a week. Their bodies were buried in shallow graves in the backyard of Chad Daybill, the most recent husband of Lori Vallow, on June 9, 2020, in Rexburg. Tylee arrived at the Attic County Morgue in three separate evidence bags. The coroner said on the witness stand that he usually has a whole body to work with, but Tylie unfortunately, was in pieces, burned, charred, and discarded. There was a skull, maybe some organs, like her heart, kidneys, and lungs, and some bone, but that was all. JJ, on the other hand, arrived in a body bag, his wrists and ankles duct taped, his mouth covered with duct tape from ear to ear, and a plastic bag around his head, also sealed with duct tape. FBI agent Douglas Halpaska, a forensic examiner in the Firearms and Tool Marks Division, testified at the Colt mom's murder trial about the injuries found on 16 year old Tylee ryan's skeletal remains this is what he said he described her hip bones and sacrum the bone at the base of the spine had injuries and fractures caused by a chopping type action his testimony was also followed by that of katie dace a forensic psychologist with the idaho state police who revealed that her blood was found on a pickaxe seized from the daybell home While he could not say with complete certainty what tool had caused that damage to her skeletal remains, he said it looked like a knife, hatchet, cleaver, machete, or maybe a similar tool. Some of the chopping and stabbing went all the way down to the hard part of the hip bone, causing it to fracture. Quote, you can see some of the bone here has begun to fracture and the force of the impact came down at a perpendicular angle. This fracturing that's occurring has been driven to the bone. The bone has a hard layer and a hollowed layer inside. This penetrated that hard layer into the hollow layer, and there was damage that occurred on the other side of the bone. He also added, it didn't drive all the way through the hard layer of the bone, but you can see basically part of the bone of the damaged area. In her testimony, Katie Dace told how she analyzed 18 tools from the property. She said, quote, I found several presumative positive blood stains on the tools and on several of the tools I found that what could be of charred flesh. Photographs of the tools were shown to the court with Katie explaining what each is and whether she was able to get a viable DNA sample. DNA was found on a shovel that matched Tylee. When investigating material found at the end of the pickaxe was also tested and returned a partial DNA profile. The DNA was female and Tylee was a potential contributor. Two parts of the handle of the pickaxe tested positive for blood, which matched highly. Next on the stand was Tara Martinez of the Idaho State Police, who also conducted DNA tests for the case. She testifies that in processing prints found on the black plastic bag and tape used to bind J.J., she found a usable print that matched the right little finger of Lori's brother, Alex Cox. Another print on the bag was of his right palm. Despite the killer's efforts, they did not manage to dismember Tylee. Dr. Angie Christensen, a forensic anthropologist who examined around 100 bones belonging to Tylee, told jurors that there were, quote, sharp impact injuries on the hip bones. However, the location of these injuries on the bones was inconsistent with dismemberment, as usually this would involve removing the limbs at the joints. There were also evidence that one of Tylee's legs had been gnawed on by an animal. J.J. was still wearing his red pajamas and a pull-up nighttime diaper when his remains were pulled from the earth. He had been partially covered in a blue children's blanket before wood paneling and three white stones were placed on top of him in a shallow grave close to a tree. Tylee's remains were not far from him. She was burned, charred, and dispersed in the ground close to a fire pit in a pet cemetery. In court, the forensic pathologist who conducted the autopsies told jurors that the state of Tylee's remains had made it impossible to determine the exact cause of her death. Dr. Garth Warren said, quote, the vast majority of the time when I perform an autopsy, I get an entire body and there's a process we have to go through. Tylee's case was different. Her remains were received in three separate sealed bags. I essentially received Tylee's remains in multiple different bags. Now, while Tylee's death was ruled homicide by unspecified means, the autopsy found that J.J. was smothered to death with plastic bags around his head and duct tape over his mouth. He also had scratch marks on his neck suggesting he was awake and fought for his life to get the bag off of his head. He also had bruises on his wrists and ankles from where he had been bound with duct tape, the pathologist said. In more harrowing details of his final moments, jurors heard how he could have been drugged right before his murder. As liver samples showed that he had ethanol alcohol, caffeine, theobromine, gamma hydroxybutyrate acid, AKA GHB in his system when he died. GHB is a sedative that can be used to treat epilepsy but is commonly referred to as the date rape drug. Despite its presence in his body, Warren said he could not say for sure if the boy had been drugged prior to his death because GHB can also appear naturally in the body. Later on, they did actually exhume Tammy's body and carried out an autopsy, finding that she also died by asphyxiation. On February 20, 2020, Lori was arrested in Hawaii by the police department. She faced charges in Madison County, Idaho, including two felony counts of desertion and non-support of dependent children, as well as three misdemeanors. Her bail was immediately set to $5 million, but was later lowered to $1 million after being extradited back to Idaho. In May, Lori appeared in court in Rexburg to request a further reduction of her bail, which was denied. Multiple local bond companies were reportedly unwilling to work with her. On March 24th, per NBC News, reported on documents showing that Chad and Lori became convinced that Tylee and JJ were, quote, possessed and had become zombies. On June 9th, police found human remains buried in what was believed to be a pet cemetery at Chad's home during a search of the premises. He was arrested later that day for obstruction or concealment of evidence and later charged with felony murder. His bail was set at $1 million the next day. On June 10th, the Woodcock and Ryan families confirmed that the human remains were indeed of Tylee and JJ. This finding was officially confirmed by Rexburg Police on June 13th. On July 2nd, prosecutors dropped two charges against Lori related to desertion and non-support of dependent children and instead charged her with obstruction or concealment of evidence regarding her children's remains. On July 17th, in light of the two felony counts against Lori having been dropped, her bond was also lowered by Madison County Judge Michelle Mallard. The bond was set at $50,000 for each charge totaling $150,000. It was further noted that Chad would still need to post $1 million in Fremont County to be released from jail. A jury trial for the Madison County charges against Lori was set for January twenty-fifth to the 29th of 2021. On May twenty-fifth, 2021, both Chad and Lori were indicted on charges of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and grand theft by deception for the death of Tylee, JJ, and Tammy. Lori was also charged with grand theft related to Social Security survivor benefits. Chad faced an insurance fraud charge related to a life insurance policy that he did have on Tammy Daybell for which he was the beneficiary and received funds after her death. On May 27, 2021, Lori was found incompetent and unfit to stand trial, and her case was stayed. In 2021, Lori was indicted by the grand jury in Arizona on one count of first-degree murder for the death of Charles Vallow. In 2022, Lori was deemed competent to stand trial after mental health treatment, then deemed incompetent, and then again competent. She was then indicted by a grand jury on one count of first-degree premeditated murder related to claims that she conspired with her brother to kill Brandon Boudreaux, who was a former husband of one of Lori's nieces. In 2023 on March 21st the judge removed the death penalty from Lori due to newly uncovered DNA evidence discovered too close to the trial to be tested and admitted into court. On May 12, 2023, Lori was found guilty of all criminal charges in a Boise, Idaho courtroom. On July 31, 2023, she was sentenced to consecutive life sentences for respectively the murder of Tylee and the murder of JJ and conspiracy to commit murder charge of Tammy, in addition to fines and restitution for the grand theft charges. In November 2023, Lori was extradited to Arizona to face her murder charges there. And, just a tidbit of info, Chad Daybell's trial is expected to take place of this year, April 2024. If you guys want further information about this case, you're welcome to look this up on Google and we can converse about this case on our Facebook group. If you guys are interested in further updates about Chad's court case, Um, that's going to be happening this year in April, please let me know on the Facebook group and I will make a mini-sode for you with updates pertaining to his case. If you're wanting to know more about this case and if you have Netflix, well, I got some information for you. Since the disappearances of Tyler and JJ were made public, several people have put out numerous books, podcasts, TV specials, etc. covering the case director Sky borgman teamed up with netflix for the three-part docu-series called sins of our mother which premiered september 14 2022. the series includes interviews with those who were once part of Vallo and daybell's inner circle including former pals and family members if you guys are interested and you have netflix watch it tell me how it is because i do not have netflix anymore other than that guys i hope you enjoyed this return episode tell me what you're wanting next episode give me some suggestions send it to our gmail send me some suggestions on facebook group if you've not already joined look up morbid curiosity a paranormal and true crime podcast and you will find us on facebook i no longer have an instagram for this podcast just an fyi if you have looked for it is now gone i have deleted it it was not doing well facebook grew so much more So, I will be seeing you guys on Facebook. Keep in contact for updates, send suggestions, etc. The email that you can send the suggestions to is on there. And other than that, I hope you guys have a fabulous, spooky night. And I will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's case. Tune in again every other week, that is bi-weekly, to hear another riveting case. I'll catch you next time on a new episode of Morbid Curiosity. This is your host, Nicole, signing off.